How's it going? I'm Ryan Neekin, and back today for View from the Pits is John Salazzo. John, thanks for coming on today, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Well, let's get going first when it comes to going back to the Oshawa days, right? A lot of these guys are still in the IBL playing for the Maple Leafs. They began with those Oshawa Dodgers teams back in the late, you know, 2009, 2008. So what do you remember about coming to the IBL and playing for Oshawa? I mean, I was, uh, I was 18 years old in high school. Uh, I got the opportunity to pitch for Oshawa Dodgers and I was nervous, you know, young guy. And my first game I had to play against Brantford Red Sox, you know, the juggling off of the league, you know, all these guys are, you know, ex big leaguers and minor leaguers. Right. So for me to be out there and at the pitch, it was, it was nerve wracking, but it was also, you know, I learned a lot from a lot of guys. Is that kind of the one thing I guess you'd say to maybe a younger player that might say, Hey, I want to play in like the WCBL or play in some league in the States. But then you can say, Hey, I mean, I came up here, I'm facing guys that played triple A I'm facing Lee Dolfino and you know all these different players is that kind of like the selling point that you give to a younger player like you're in the shoes of a, of a demon top player or something like that yeah I mean IBL is such a good league they produce so many good players and they bring a lot of good players you know what I mean like with Jose our shortstop getting that from minor league system Dustin Richardson all these guys that played you know major league baseball it's an amazing league amazing talent and that's why I say to a lot of young guys, like come back from school and play in the IBL. It's just as good talent than, you know, down there in the States, right? Right. And after that one season in Oshawa, you went to Mississauga. And that was, a you know, a different time back then. You know, Thunder, they were the Thunderbirds. They were, you know, they were not the team that they're on now. So just what do you remember about playing for Hamilton that 2010 season? Uh, you know, Hamilton, they, they did an amazing job. You know, they helped supporting me in so many ways and gave me the opportunity to play. Uh, we obviously went through a lot of owners and coaches and stuff like that, but when Mike and Matt Fortuna took over, you know, that's when we had a special team. That's when we had some good players and we had a potential. I mean, we did really well. I remember one series we played against Barry and even Barry said like, you know, you guys, you guys got potential, you know what I mean? You guys got a special team, right? So it was sad that, you know, it had to end. Right. You know, the team obviously went their separate ways and, you know, went to Brantford. I went to Toronto and stuff like that. But uh, it was a special time to play in Hamilton. I would never forget those days. Right. I'm sure some guys across the league thought maybe Hamilton at that time might not be a top contending team. But, you know, looking back at it, they had you and, you know, Dandrick Dale, who you mentioned, ended up going to Brantford and a few other guys. Just, what was the confidence level at back in that 2013 range? And, you know, that one series you guys, as you mentioned, had against Baycast, you guys, you know, it was, I think it was five games, but, you know, that series could easily have gone five games. Yeah, I mean, we had, the like, with the potential, we had the confidence, you know, we came in the locker room saying, like, look, we can beat any team in this league, right? Uh, and it was special playing with these guys. And, you know, a lot of these guys now you still have, you know, good friendship with, like Chris, P Chris Panano. He's the hitting coach right now on Hamilton. You know what I mean? That's how many years ago that we played with Hamilton, right? So... I mean, it's sad that it had to end, but it was uh, it was a special time. And, you know, who knows what could have happened if that team stuck together? It could have been something special, right? Right. And it didn't uh, stick together. And I was just listening to those uh, podcasts that you did with those guys down the third baseline. And, uh, you mentioned how Waltonbury, John Waltonbury, former Maple Leaf, former Baycat, was a guy that kind of uh, made the trade happen, sending you from Hamilton to Toronto. Is he like a an agent for you at this point or uh, how did that trade go down that time you know so Walberry reached out I think probably through Facebook you know messaged me and said hey look Slazo he's like what are you doing next year right you know we would love to have you we'd love to have you as a third base first base you know anywhere you gotta you know you're good at bat right uh, I said look I've always been playing for Hamilton this is like my fifth year going in like I didn't know Toronto even wanted me right so 
so Wallen Berry basically talked to Tops and Jack at the time, and they worked something out to send me and Brett Van Pelt uh, at the time. And I don't know, they, they made a trade. Supposedly, they sent a guy over from the Dominican that played for the team and some money on the side. I don't know the whole thing that how it went down, but that's kind of how it happened. And what, I think this is my sixth year now in the Leafs and I never look back. I mean, I'm, I love to play here. I want to retire in this league and I want to retire with the Leafs. Right. Right. And going back to you, you become a Maple Leaf. I'm sure Damon phoned you up and Jack phoned you up. Just what do you remember about those two phone conversations? The first one, Damon, then uh, Jack after that. Yeah, so when I talked to Tops the first time, he, he was all on board. Uh, you know, we had our, our own differences, but we, you know, obviously put that aside. And, you know, he was excited. I was excited to come play for the team. And, you know, I knew that I could be more relaxed and be able to, you know, show up and not feel the pressure like I did in Hamilton. And um, when I talked to Jack, I mean, we all know Jack, you know, uh, but uh, talking to Jack, he always said, he's like, you better hit. No hitty, your city. And he would always say that to me. And uh, no, Jack was, uh, he was always on board. He would always talk to me. And, you know, it was, uh, he was all on board of it. So it was uh, a nice conversation with both of them. Right. As a left-handed bat at Christie Pitts, it's your first game that I'm sure on a Sunday afternoon, early May, the first game of the IBL season. So what was your first impressions of, I mean, you played at Christie Pitts and yeah. Mississauga, all that kind of stuff, but with the Maple Leaf hat on and, you know, that, you know, baby blue, maple, whatever it was that, what that day is, what was it like that first game playing at Christie Pitts? I mean, it was a surreal moment. I mean, looking down at my chest, seeing that logo, you know, and how much history and the players that came through here, the people that were sitting in the, in the change room and on the bench, it's like, you got to, it's, it's an honor to wear it. You know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, the Yankees or the Boston Red Sox, it's so much history on this team. And it was a pretty special moment for me to play my first game. Um, you know, getting out there on the field, that's, it's a pretty small part. You know what I mean? Uh, the hops are pretty bad at the time. Uh, and the fans, I think the fans there are amazing. I mean, there's day ones before, my time and probably before tops this time they they show up all the time and it's amazing and they know all the players they know the stats and everything but uh it was probably one of my best days in the league is when i started playing for the Leafs. right at the end of the day like what led you to becoming in the league because you say you're in hamilton for a lot of time yeah walton Bray's reaching out to you and all that kind of stuff but things are going you know decent in hamilton you guys are making some improvements this what led to you to say you know what fine i'll become a maple Leaf. i uh, you know I think I didn't want to be part of another rebuild. And I think that's what Hamilton was going through. Um, I think I put my time in as a rebuild and, you know, a veteran in the league. I, you know, I want to get, I want to get a ring. That's my number one thing is to win a championship with the Leafs, of course. And, you know, that's was my number one reason is I wanted to play with guys that were at the next level and the team was ready to win now. Right. Right. And then obviously first couple of seasons in with Maple Leafs, you made it to the IBL finals against the, uh... Big cats, but that first second round playoff match, excuse me, against London first. Just what was that whole series like? There were some moments, you know, throughout, and then finally capped off by Tamani hitting that home run in game seven. I think that playoff year was just amazing. I mean, you can talk to anybody on that team that year playing Brantford, you know, going right to game seven and then going to London game seven. Uh, that London series was back and forth. It was a grind. I remember, you know, I didn't have Saturday, Sunday off at the time. I would, you know, finish the game off at you know, Wednesday or Thursday in London. Uh, then drive all the way to Vaughn to work all night. And then the next day, go play at the pits. You know, it, it was tough. It, it was hard on the body. Um, 
but yeah, there was a lot of stuff happening in that in that series. Uh, I remember there was a, a play. Uh, a guy came at third base, slid hard, super hard. And uh, at the time, there was a London third base coach there, and he got into my face, and we were jawing back and forth. And you know, the third base uh, guy that slid it out, slid at me. He were to start jawing at it, and the benches started clearing. And, you know, people were saying there was racial slurs and it was all over the paper. Uh, the game stopped. Group took their team off. They go waited on the bus for about an hour. It was it, it was just so weird. There was no racial slurs. There was nothing. I don't know how it happened, but it just built up even more the game seven. Right. And we won game six and then game seven was in, in London. And of all people, Tamani. It's his moonshot off the light pole. Like he owns London. You, when you go there, that's his field. That's his light pole. And that was just something else. Like the shock in his eyes, the shock in our eyes. It was by far the best playoff series I've ever played in. It was amazing. It wasn't, what was that like, like for you guys? I mean, in the clubhouse afterwards, because I remember I was with the Baycats at the time. And, you know, a lot of those Baycat guys wanted Toronto too, because a lot of the guys were from Toronto yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I know there was some rooting interest in the half the Baycats at the time just what was that like 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 in the clubhouse and celebrating in London that night I mean the beers were flowing it was just crazy and their music was blasting we were cheering we were like on you know highest as we could feel right it was just something something that you know you can't really explain and you know we're all reading our phones and the text messages from the Barry Baycats like I'm so glad you guys won we didn't want to play London it you know what I mean it was going to be a good series playing against Barry so we were excited about that Right. And also that first game was close. I mean, I think it was Costello of all people that hit a go-ahead bomb, I think, in the eighth inning. And then game two, game goes to extra innings. And then Tops goes to uh, you in the bullpens to, uh, in a tie game, I think it was the 11th inning, you come in just, you know, you've pitched in games in the past, some close games, some mop-up games, whatever it may be. But 11th inning, game two, you guys are down one nothing. It's just a huge game. And you're facing the Spatties and Atkinson's Costello. What was that moment like for you coming out of the bullpen that night? You know, that team, it was a special team. They, they play well together. You know, it, obviously it shows with all the rings that they won. Right. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was tough because we all play together. We all know each other's stuff. We know that I, you know, I only had a fastball at the time and they were gearing up on it. So, I mean, Walton Barry hit one off me, a couple other guys hit one off me. Like, it's just, it was a special moment to play against these guys, but also like, you know, you try to be serious too, right? These guys are our friends, but we want to beat them, right? Yeah, for sure. And then also you guys lose that playoff series. But at the end of the day, like just that whole playoff run, because as you mentioned, that Brantford playoff round too. It went game seven, Justin Moore hits one of the bigger, you know, Maple Leaf home runs the last five, six seasons. Yeah. As well as that whole playoff round, you know, a matchup, just looking back at it, that whole playoff run for you guys, how special was it? Honestly, for me, uh, you know, I've never made it to the semifinals, right? So that was special. And then, you know, making it to the championship round that first time for me, you know, so taking it all in, that was special. That was something else. Like, you know, how, how much work you have to put in, like we were exhausted. Our pitchers pitched amazing. And, you know, Sicatello at the time was pitched gems. Deska was pitching good. Like everyone was doing an amazing job. So like, once we got to the championship round, we were just, we were gassed, you know what I mean? And you guys were all, you know, Barry was rested up. They're all ready to rock and roll. And it was a longer season. I remember there was a lot of rain delays. So we actually played into Labor Day weekend. And it was, it was a long season for us, right? So it was special, right? But, uh, you know, obviously we got swept. I wish we made a little bit better uh, series out of it. But it was a good experience moving forward. 
yeah, and you mentioned the drive to London and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm going to get into some other Maple Leaf stuff, but I just want to stop and ask because you have a job at CN Rail. And I remember a couple of weeks back, I was in the Bay Cat Sligo and you were talking to, I can't remember who, but you said, man, after this, I got to you know go and do Vaughn and have a night shift. Just how do you balance a night shift, doing what you do at CN Rail, and then playing baseball perhaps the next day? It's a lot of preparation goes into it. You know, it's not like, you know, you got to wake up early in the morning. You got to pack your lunch the night before, have your shower stuff ready for the game, uniform. You got to have it all packed up in the truck, right? So, you know, you go and work, you work 11 p.m. to 7 in the morning, right? You go, go to sleep at what, 8 o'clock in the morning. You got to get up at 2 because you got to make it for batting practice. Driving to Barrier or London, it takes time with the traffic. Then after the game, you got to shower and then race back to work. Right. So you're texting the supervisor. Hey, look, game's going a little bit late. Can you cut me some slack? So it's, it's a lot of wheeling and dealing and, you know, a lot of sleepless nights. You know, there's some days where, you know, Sunday, I, you know, I used to work Sunday. Right. So I would get off in the morning, go home, have some breakfast, go to the pits, play all day. And then I'm going to sleep at 7 p.m., get up at 10. I'm back to work. Right. But it, I love the sport. I, I love it. It's a big part of my life. And. You know, it's you'll do what you got to do to make it happen. Right. So that kind of leads me to last season, right? You guys make it to the finals against uh, London, obviously, once again, facing London in a big playoff matchup. And that fourth game, you guys needed to come home with the W to force a game five in London the next night. And that game kept going on and on and on. And eventually Sean Riley hits an absolute bomb uh, to left field to send a game to or send the playoff match to game five. Just uh, for you, I mean, that's what midnight at that point. I mean, what's happening with you that night? So at that time, I, when I know there's going to be a late game, I always get, grab my phone. I'll give it to our trainer, Pedro. And I say, look, Pedro, I might need it. If game gets a little late, I got to text the boss. So at that time, I was like texting him at 1030. I'm like, I'm going to be late. You know, it's a close game. 1130, I'm like, well, it's going in the extras now. Like, you know, I don't know what time I'm going to be there. And then in my head, I'm like, you know what? Like, if we win, like, it's going to be surreal in that clubhouse. Like I really need to go to work. Like, you know, so you're putting all these factors in and, you know, so anyways, we ended up winning the game. It was something else. It was a blast. And uh, you know, everyone's just jawing it up, having their beers, but I can't be a part of that because now I got to go work and drive locomotives all night. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was, it was tough. I got you. And then also to get you into that point, you guys had to face Hamilton the first round. You guys spent them. And then you also spent the Baycats in the second round. And that was the first time the Baycats lost a playoff series since 2013. Just as a team that, you know, had to go through 2015, losing the summaries to the Baycats and, you know, 2016 losing the finals. Just what did it mean to you guys, that whole group of guys at the Justin Mars and top least two and that dynasty? I think, you know, for us, it was always a grind every time we played Barry. And I felt like we never got that lucky bounce, that lucky hit. You know, it was always Barry. Barry always got everything. But, I mean, they're a great team, right? So, for us to win it there and move on and, and you know, put put it on them early with the home runs, it was special. Like, it was well overdue. It was like, when are we going to get our chance to finally beat these guys, right? So, even when I was with Hamilton, the same thing. Barry was always beating us, so you know, for us to finally get the job done, it was a special moment for, you know, that core group of guys that's been grinding it out for so long, right? Right, and then also the hashtag this season's unfinished business. I know you guys even have it up in the clubhouse. And just take me through the game five last year against London. You guys lose that game. Just what was the, the mood like, you know, driving home and just being in the clubhouse and knowing that you guys came as close as you possibly can because you guys even had a lead in that game at some point. 
yeah, you know, park was packed. Um, the vibes are, you know, crazy. We had, you know, all the beer and stuff like that. It was game five. You never know what's going to happen. So it was all in the clubhouse. We all knew what was at stake, right? And, you know, we're up right away. I'm like, wow, you know what? We might get this done. Like, you know what I mean? Your, your eyes are opening up and, you know, basically a home run kind of changed the whole momentum of the game, right? And uh, it, we kept clawing back. We just couldn't get the job done. And, and to lose the London, you know what I mean? They're a great team as well. And, you know, they've been always there every single year. But same thing with us, just never got to that next level. And, uh, you know, tip the hat to them. You know, it was a good series. But it was, it, was, it was tough. It was sour. It was almost like that close, yeah, getting my first ring, winning it with the Leafs. You know, a lot of guys that put long hours and a lot of time into it, right? So it was a pretty shitty drive home, you know, driving home. But uh, luckily enough, I didn't have to work that night. But uh, it, was, uh, it was tough. But it just made you hungrier for next season. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like you said, unfinished business. It's the perfect uh, hashtag for this year, 100%. Right, a lot of the guys came back from last season too. Obviously, some of the Guelph guys had to go back just because it was a you know one-off season type of thing of Guelph not having a team. But overall, the team coming back and you know top like really adding to the pitching staff. Just where does this team rank in terms of one of the more complete teams? Maybe the lineup isn't you know Sean Riley and Tack you know being in Quebec now and stuff. But the pitching staff to me is the best it's been since I covered the team and covered the league. And also the lineup is still elite. So just what do you make of the team's chances this season? I think, we, you know, for this year, I think we have a really good chance. You know what I mean? I find the season, the regular season is just a regular season. You know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's, it's up for grabs. Anybody can, you know, stun someone. Anybody can come out of nowhere and be the hero, right? But, you know, top to bottom, everyone can hit. Everyone can hit a home runs, as you can see. You know what I mean? Dan Mara Dan, or Damon Topley hitting bombs. Like, it's just like... We got the power. It's there, right? So I'm not, you know, worried about the hitting. I'm not worried about the pitching. We got some big arms. Um, a lot of young guys, too. Uh, very surprising, you know. I don't know really know much about the younger guys, but they're coming through. They're hitting the ball hard. They're pitching good. I mean, our defense is amazing. I mean, when everything's going at once on all cylinders, we got a really good chance to actually win in at this, win in at this year, so. Right. You, you mentioned how the regular season is what it is in this league. And, you know, I look at the lineup on Sunday and you're playing second base. This, uh, when's the last time that you played second base? And what was that experience like for you on Sunday? Man, I, I think the last time I played second base, I was 16 with Ontario Blue Jays. Uh, I mean, I never played on that side of the field, especially second base. So, you know, to throw the ball. I mean, it was a lot easier on the arm. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of nice, but uh, it was strange. I didn't know where to play up the middle, how to turn the double plays. It's more easier if I was playing shortstop, right? But at the end of the day, you're fielding ground balls, right? So, I, you know, it's the same as third base and anywhere else. But it was totally, uh, you know, a change for me. Uh, hopefully that doesn't uh, have to happen again. But if it does, I'll, I'm all for it. Yeah, and obviously at the end of the day, you guys won that game too. You had a big hit in the eighth inning of that game to lead the comeback. Obviously, you know, that hit was what it was. But uh, in the ninth inning, just being in the dugout, I mean, your point, you were pretty close to coming up to bat, but uh, Mara and Costello made sure that didn't have to happen. Just how cool was that too? It's a regular season game, you know, it is what it is. But at the same time, how cool was that seeing those guys, you know, complete comeback that I you know, was texting cops after the game. He said, yeah, that's never happened. So just how cool yeah. was that on Sunday? I mean, I see a lot of come combats, uh, comebacks that in, in the pits, you know, as we all know. Uh, but that one was special, you know what I mean? We, we basically we were playing behind the whole game, uh, and you know, 
I've seen Justin Costello hit home runs left, right, and center, right? But to see him, see Justin hit that home run, for him to start turning it around now, you know, hitting all those bombs, and the momentum changed, you know what I mean? In that eighth inning, and then the ninth, and then, you know, Mara tying it up, and everyone's just getting going. The Bushmen are up yelling, screaming. It was, we were in the driver's seat at that point. And, uh, you know, Casaldo hits this one. I'm like, okay, it looks like it's going. It, and then the wind just takes it and it was just gone. Everyone's going crazy. I'm at home play, just waiting for Casaldo just to kind of, you know, power up. Right. But it was special. It was, it was something that we needed, you know, that just tells you that like anything can happen in the pits and anything can happen in the IBL. Right. And this start that you guys have had this season too, nine and six as of you know, time of this podcast and all that kind of stuff, just, how impressive you've been, you know, especially you mentioned earlier, the younger players that Tops has brought in from his program out in Mississauga, just how helpful can that be to keep you guys afloat throughout the regular season? Huge. I mean, those guys help out a lot. Like, you know, a lot of us, like we, we got to go to work, right. We, you know, long days and getting up early and grinding it out. And, you know, some days we can't make it or we got, you know, family things going on, you know, people having kids or this or that, whatever's throwing at us. So for the kids, well, you know, younger guys coming out to help out. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It helps us out a lot and they're producing. They're actually amazing. Right. So it's, I'm doing to be surprised that these guys, you know, are starters in the, in the future. Right. So. No, absolutely. And I'll ask you the last question. I hope you, uh, you appreciate this question. So we got Dan Mara, two home runs, tops, one home run. <laughs> Mara was, Justin was, uh, you know, not off to a hot start. He's got five now, yeah. but there's still one guy in the uh, Leafs slant with a donut. I mean, uh, when can we expect the first bomb this season, uh, John? <laughs> you know what? I guess 69 career home runs. Is that, is that it? Like what's, I can't, nice. get this, nice. I can't get the, I can't get the 70, but you know what? Honestly, right now I'm just thinking base hits. You know, I know I can hit the long ball. I know I can, but uh, I'm not thinking like that right now. I'm just thinking, get on base, base hits, hit the ball hard. And it's a long season. So I wouldn't be surprised if something happens this week or, you know, in the future. So, but it's coming. Don't worry. It's coming. No, I'm looking forward to it. I know for a fact that the time I do this podcast, I might have a couple of bombs under your belt. So I'm not, I'm not too stressed about it. So <laughs> I appreciate you coming on today, man. And uh, looking forward to talking to you throughout the season, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Ryan. I appreciate you doing this. And, you know, you've changed the whole organization around, you know, doing social media, the articles and the Instagram and everything. We all appreciate it. The league does. And I just want to say thank you for that and keep doing what you're doing, man. It's amazing work. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Take care.